Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential podcast. We are answering your questions today, which, oh my gosh, we have so many good questions, but that also means that Christopher is here. Yes, I am. And, you know, it's a Saturday, so we're giving something away. We are. And it's going to be an amazing stocking stuffer. I wish we could give away your look right now. Oh, gosh, no. (laughs) I'm literally, you guys, I I would take a picture of it. It would be way too ridiculous. Chris is covered in like red, brown, Brick dust. Brick dust. He's been outside cutting bricks for part of our renovation. And literally, like, his hair is red. His face is reddish brown. His hands, his, like, he he has, like, a tiny little area around his mouth that's been protected. But, like, otherwise, he literally looks like he just rolled in, like, red dirt. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good thing. Pretty... So that's what I get to stare across at. It's It's interesting. It's a great look for me. It's an interesting look. But you were right about stocking stuffer thing because we are in that holiday season. So a couple weeks ago, we talked about uh, somebody asked like what I use for skincare. And we were talking about Fatco, F-A-T-C-O. And I talked about how one of the things I use is their lip moisturizer. It's not a lip gloss. It's like... It's just a... Balm. Yeah, it's like a bomb, but it's in a stick. So I don't like those things you have to put your finger in it. Like that's always just creeped oh, me out a little yeah. bit. Like nobody nobody wants to do that. I don't understand why people sell things like that. But anyway, um, that's what we're going to give away, the, the lip balm stick. And for those of you that want to get it as a stocking stuffer, which I think I would be really pumped. Hint, hint. It's good stocking stuffer. Um, my mom always struggled with stockings once she d- knew that I didn't want like just candy, you know? Wait, um, you don't want just candy? No. I'll put them in my stocking then. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's always a good one. The Fatco lip balm. Uh, you I'll, can go I'll let your mom know. Awesome. <laughs> no, that was a hit for you. <laughs> uh, but he probably will. He'll be like, uh, she said what she wanted in her stocking. And my mom will probably get it too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but if you guys want to check that out for yourselves, if you're not the winner, but we will announce the winner, you can just go to fatco.com, F A T C O. Dot com. If you use the code PRIMAL, they're going to let you take 10% off your entire order, but make sure PRIMAL is in all caps. And we didn't say this in the last couple episodes, but we should. How to win. I almost always say that. Yeah, in the last two days, you did not mention that yesterday. So every single Saturday, we give something away. It doesn't matter where you live in the world. We will ship it to you. It's totally free. And there's three ways that you can enter. And it's like you can do this every single week. You don't just enter once. Like you can enter again every single week. Um, you can leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon, which of course you can only do once. You can leave a review of 
this podcast on Apple Podcasts, but that too, you can only do once. But the reason that I say you can enter every single week is because if you post on Facebook or Instagram and you tag me with an episode that you're listening to or an episode that you're loving of this show, you are entered to win. So play to win every week, kids. Yeah, you, you're not limited to one victory. Seriously. No, definitely not. Um, and we will announce today's winner of that Fatco lip moisturizing stick at the end of today's episode. But um, do you want to dive into these questions? The questions came in a couple weeks ago, but I still, I still wanted to get to all of them, even though one of them isn't as relevant as it was when it came in. Yeah, let's, uh, let's jump right into these. Uh, question number one, how are you handling this election stress? So everybody's different, but since the question is to me, I don't feel election stress because once I vote, my part in it's done. You know, I mean, that's, that's the, that is the extent to which it, like once election day is over, I've got no control over it. We support local candidates here. Um, you go to a lot of like their rallies and whatnot. We've had people whoa, who's whoa, like, whoa. you gotta watch that word rally. Well, I don't mean rally, but you know, like fundraisers. Yeah. Like for local. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But um, once election day is over, I don't feel any stress because there's nothing at all I can do about it. And I think the other key to it is that I've got a lot of other stuff going on. I can't not work and just walk election coverage every day. We've got a big renovation going on at home. You know, I'm pregnant. We we just have other stuff going on. So I'm not saying that people who get stressed out about the election don't have other stuff going on. But if you have things in your life that you're really, really excited about or that take up a lot of your time, I think it's easier to kind of not be not be ruffled by it. But the biggest thing for me is there's nothing I can do at this point, you know, and now I know by the time this airs, it'll be. It'll be done. We're recording. We may actually know. I know. Well, we're, we're recording this, what, two days after Election Day? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as even on Election Day, we voted in the morning. It's out of my hands at that point in time. So I'm not going to I'm not gonna freak out about it. So that one's easy. Yeah. No, no election stress. Yeah. Just living life. Um, question number two. Mm-hmm. I'd love some advice. I can I take help with that. I take it one day at a time, but sometimes I think, then what? I have nothing to look forward to. I have no purpose. Advice on feeling like you have nothing to look forward to. Well, get something to look forward to. Plan something with a friend. It doesn't have to be big. So I think sometimes people feel, especially with social media, because people have maybe have like this big vacation that's coming up and they're oh, sharing yeah. like all these big, huge things that your life can start to feel sort of ho-hum. But the, like, the illusion of social media. I mean, most of my days are exactly like the day before. And the day after. Except fact. for like maybe what I had for dinner. Um, but if you feel like there's nothing to look forward to, set a goal. Yeah, give yourself something. Give yourself something to look forward to. And it doesn't to. have to be big, right? You can plan something with a friend. You can set a goal to run a five k. You can, you can set any goal. Like if you if you don't have something to look forward to, give yourself something to look forward to. And I'll tell you who's a really awesome resource for this kind of thing: Jesse Itzler. 
if you guys have been listening for a while, you know I'm a huge, huge fan, even though he's like, I'm not on his level even a little bit. But one of the things that he really tries to live by is having memorable things that happen regularly. And and for the most part, these aren't things that, you know, obviously he's he's a multimillionaire, billionaire when you consider his spouse, but these aren't things that have to cost money. Like he sets races on his calendar and and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying you got to go be an ultra marathoner like that's definitely not in my future, but he sets things to look forward to. So we can all do that, even if it's like um, we're doing a very small Friendsgiving with people that are local to us that we see regularly. And it's something, it's it's not a big thing, but it's something to look forward to. Yeah, 50 of our closest friends. No, he's just, please piss everybody <laughs> off. Like, that's what I want. Hate mail. Are they all going to get tested? Um, but I'm looking forward to getting a Christmas tree. Yeah. Because we haven't had one in this house before. If you feel like you don't have something to look forward to, set something, set a goal for yourself. Even if it's like super mundane, like I'm going to read three books this month. Just give yourself something to look forward to. We are our own meaning makers. If you don't feel like you have something to look forward to, you get to change that today. You get to change that today. One of the things that I really looked forward to when I was going through the process was getting out of debt. I genuinely looked forward to like, hey, I think in about three weeks, we're going to have this next small thing paid off. And I think, you know, we're only about three months from having this next one paid off. And that was something to look forward to. Would some people consider that lame? Sure, but it doesn't matter. If you look forward to it, that is all that matters. So if it's great to focus on the day you're in, but one of the things that I think is part of that process is when you focus on the day you're in, you're focused on where you want to go, right? We're not just focused on the day we're in to say like, today I have six meetings and I've got to cook dinner and fold two loads of laundry. When I focus on today, it's through the lens of what am I doing today to move me towards my goals, right? So I very much focus on the day I'm in, in terms of um, the first two hours of my day is writing, writing my book, okay? That's not just a like, well, it's Thursday, I've got four meetings and this, that, and the other thing. What I put in my day is tied directly to my goals. So maybe if you're just focused on the day that you're in, you're just going through the motions and you don't really have any meaningful goals or anything like that. So so think about that for yourself. That's going to make it more meaningful for you to focus on the day that you're in, but it's also going to help you in terms of having things to look forward to. Instead, in, in terms of the whole I have no purpose part of this comment, go back and listen to last week's Q&A um, because I talk about purpose and how I think it's a little bit overrated. But yeah. What you got for me? I got another question for you. Okay. How do you find motivation for weight loss when you feel the motivation is lost or you're just off track? I think motivation is the, heart, is, is the part that's like least important. Yeah. Consistency. So one of the one of the things that I always remind myself is that motivation is a byproduct of action, not a prerequisite for action. Right. So what I mean when I say that is that we don't need to feel motivated in order to change our behavior. We get motivated 
as a result of consistently changing our behavior and experiencing the benefits of that. So I really think that the key here is to shift the way you think about motivation. Like, oh, I'm not doing doing anything because I'm just not motivated. I'm not going to the gym because I'm just not motivated. I'm not eating well because I'm just not motivated. Motivation is not a prerequisite. It is a byproduct. It flows from the consistent action. It is not required for the consistent action. So I would just be living in the world of like, I'm going to do it unmotivated. You know, yeah. I'm going to do it unmotivated. If you feel like you're just off track, okay, what's one thing you could do today to put you more on track, to make a little bit more progress, to make today better than yesterday? You're either focused on, I have no motivation and I'm off track, or you're focused on, what can I do today to to live out actions from which motivation flows, right? Or what can I do today to get off tra- uh, get on track? You're either focused on the problem or you're participating in the solution. So that one, I think we probably have uh, 400 episodes on. Maybe. 400 of the 835. Take the free motivation masterclass. That'll really help. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Nice. It's a good one. Question number four. Okay. I I live in WA. Where we go? (laughs) (laughs) I I live in Washington State where we go from 16 hours of sunlight in the summer to closer to eight in the winter. Did you ever adjust your routine for the times of year? How do I keep myself from sitting in front of the TV when it's so dark by 6 p.m.? This is kind of something we talked about last night. We did because I was (laughs) cooking dinner. It's 5 p.m. I'm sorry. It's so early. It's midnight. (laughs) (laughs) I I called my sister yesterday and it was like 4.50 when I called her. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, cooking dinner. (laughs) And it wasn't like this big elaborate recipe. It was like going to be done in 10 minutes. Chris was in the shower and we literally ate dinner at like 5 after 5 and you were asleep on the chair by 5.30. Okay. Yeah. So um, I totally get that. I feel that because right now here, it's getting dark around four. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I feel you on that. One of the things that I love about this time of year is I go to bed earlier. It's earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I go to, well, pregnant, I go to bed earlier. But, you know, some people will use this as an opportunity to just watch more TV. But but give yourself something to do. Do a puzzle together. I've actually been meaning to buy us some puzzles. Because I just... We have a puzzle. We do have a puzzle. puzzle. We're we're, we're, we're on it. We're in the puzzle. We're in in that puzzle. I can't. For that reason, I can't. (laughs) I can't. Yeah. It's like a picture puzzle and we're in the picture. Um, We're we're tiny. Like you have to know where we are to see us. I still don't really trust that it's us because we're so tiny. I know it's us. Um, But anyway, give yourself something else to do or set yourself. We talked... um, on a recent podcast, or if it wasn't recent, it'll be soon, about standards, right? Maybe you have a standard that the TV doesn't go on until seven, right? Or the TV doesn't go on, you know, the TV is only on for an hour before bed or something like that. Set a standard for yourself. We don't have to just, oh gosh, I hope that I don't sit on the TV, you know, sit on the couch watching TV from six to midnight. Give yourself a standard. I watch TV for one hour and that's it. Or the TV doesn't go on before this time. Or, you know, I have a two show per night limit. Whatever that is, if you're struggling with that and you feel like you're losing time to it, do something else. This is also a great opportunity to pick up a hobby. Teach yourself how to sew. Teach yourself how to knit. Do puzzles. Do crossword puzzles. Anything that if you identify what what you don't want to be doing, intentionally give yourself something else. Take a yoga class that starts at 6.30. 
Yeah. Right? Go to a go to a gym and and tell your best friend that you're going to be there, you know, 3 evenings a week at 6:15. Jump on YouTube and learn to cook some special recipes. There you go. Does YouTube have a lot of cooking stuff? I'm yeah, not a YouTube lots person. Lots of cooking stuff. There's a lot of people that are like YouTube people. I'm my not, I'm my not daughter's a YouTube person. Yeah. There's some stupid family she likes watching, and I don't even know their name, and I refuse to say their name regardless. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> but it turns out that's an age group thing because Dave's kids watch that family, too. Oh. And yeah. age group. Um, Chris's daughter is what? 10? 11. 11. 11. All right. <sighs> oh, I'm so old. All right. Question number five. What are good strategies on days I'm not at my best and feel defeated? Oh, okay. I got you on this. I was actually thinking about this the other day because when we have those days, and everybody has those days where you're just like not in it, energy's not super high, mood's not super high, we either bring ourselves out of it or we push ourselves further into it. There's really nothing neutral. I know for me, and the beautiful thing is we all have enough experience with this to at least know what doesn't help, okay? So this is where self-awareness comes into play. You've had enough of these days where you know what doesn't help. For me, sugar and starch, they don't help. They make me tired. They impair my mood. Just not a good thing. I don't feel as good in my body. I don't feel as energetic. I don't feel as vibrant. No bueno, okay? When we know what doesn't help, we can do so much better. Laying on the couch and doing nothing doesn't help. Doesn't help. Isolating doesn't help. So if you can identify, all right, I'm having one of those days. What are the things I know that don't help? Then this is why I love journaling because there's a huge difference between thinking about it, I'm in a funk, and really working it out on paper and giving yourself some clarity and direction. I always use this example, but it's so true. If you're trying to solve a math problem in your head and you're struggling, one of the first things people do is they grab a pencil and a piece of paper because we, when we see it, we focus better. And we have more problem-solving ability when it's on paper in front of us. So if this is you and you're like, I'm just having one of those days, I'm not at my best, I feel really defeated, grab a piece of paper and say, what are the things I know don't help? Okay, so then given that, what's my strategy? One thing that really helps me is eating well. It's on the days that I feel the worst that I want to eat the best. And it doesn't matter if that's totally counter to your normal practice. You are not in any way limited to your normal practice. I don't care if a thousand times on a crappy day you've gotten Taco Bell and ice cream. It doesn't matter. You are free right now to do something differently. When I feel the worst, that's when it matters that I eat the best because food is information, right? And, and sugar is the ultimate bad mood food. When we focus on like good quality, healthy fats, lots of fruits and vegetables. So we're getting those micronutrients. We're getting that good bacteria that we need. It has a huge impact on mood. Also movement. If you can't get out of your head, get into your body, get some exercise. I have never left a workout in a worse mood then I started the workout in. Ever, would you agree with that? Like if you, I, I would agree with that. Even workouts that I absolutely detest. Yeah, you, you feel better after. Because I am done with it. <laughs> but but you but you do you feel better. It, it it raises the endorphins. The endorphins it does, and I mean I mean blood yes flow, the endorphins blood flow <laughs> oxygenation all of those things. So honestly, I would start putting it on paper and just 
not doing the things that you know make it worse, even though I know they're your patterns. So many of us are like, oh, I know, but that's what I always do. Can you stop with that? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's always what you've you know done. You are not limited to that. You are not somehow like automatically programmed for that. That's not how it works. Right. This is question number six. Let's hear it. What are practical steps to block temptations when you can't remove them? A specific example, I know I shouldn't drink as much beer as I do, but I struggle because one, I really enjoy it. And two, with my husband, it's not ever going to not be in the house. So instead of trying to block temptation, let's just look to respond to it a little bit more intelligently. Last night's a perfect example. It was eight o'clock. And you got up and put shoes on. And I was like, where are you going? Because um, we're old. <laughs> we leave mo- For some people, I'm sure leaving at eight is probably super normal. For us, leaving the house at eight is not super normal. What's her name? <laughs> I was like, it's a gas station, honey. <laughs> <laughs> where are you going? And he goes, he goes, I'm going to get milk because I want milk in the morning. And I was like. We were out of milk. True. But I was like, why are you really going? Long story short. He wanted to get ice cream and milk, but ice cream as well. And he was like, do you want me to get you some ice cream? And I said, no. Now, here's the deal. At 8 o'clock at night, I'm tired. Ice cream would be amazing. And I have that built in like, oh, I'm pregnant. It's not like a huge deal. I could have some ice cream, you know. But here's, here's my thought on that. You know, that is a moment of temptation. I'm not trying to block the temptation. I'm not trying to be like, oh, my God, don't offer me ice cream. No. It's more about... <laughs> what's going to make me feel best in the morning? So I'm not trying to block the temptation. I'm just trying to think about it a little bit more strategically. Now, it doesn't mean yes, ice cream or no ice cream. If we shared the same taste in ice cream, which we, we don't. We do not. <laughs> which Thank <is> super- goodness. <laughs> um, if we shared the same taste in ice cream, I could have been like, I'll have a little of yours. We don't share the same taste in ice cream. Not so even a little bit. Zero temptation. Um when, when, you know, his ice cream is around, but look, if you like beer, that's cool. Have a beer, but what's an improvement for you? It doesn't mean that you have to think to yourself like, Oh, I can't drink. I shouldn't be drinking. This is bad. I'm doing something wrong. Well, we'll swap one of those beers for a water. Well, not only that, like if you're, if you're routinely having two or three beers in an evening or 10 or 12 beers in a week, maybe tonight you can have one. Maybe tonight you can have one. Yeah. What's an improvement that you're able and willing to make? Or what would make you enjoy your beer a little bit more? I know a lot of people that drink in the evenings, but they kind of do it mindlessly. So it's easy to just get the next one and get the next one. Before they know it, they're like, I was going to have one glass of wine. I had three glasses of wine. But they weren't really paying attention to it. So what is something you can do to pay attention to it more? When it comes to beer, maybe you start to buy nicer beer you really love that's like the special occasion beer and then you're less likely to pound through three of them because you're not as you know it's it's not like the the cheap and easy beer that you happen to have 24 of or whatever else so really think about what is it that allows you to have what you love and also feel really good it's not an either or we don't have to block the temptation and like you said you're not going to because the beer is going to be in the house. That's okay. What do you want your relationship with alcohol or anything else to look like? I've lived the life of if I have one cookie, 
I might as well have 30. I might as well now have Doritos. Screw it. Let's order Mexican. Now I'm going to wash it down with ice cream, wake up in the morning and feel like crap. I've lived that life. I don't want that. So then we have to look at, well, what do I want my relationship with indulgences to look like? Personally, and it's not a perfection kind of thing. I screw this up still. And I probably will for the rest of my life. And that's okay. But more often than not, I want to indulge in a way that I still feel good afterwards. Chris has heard me say probably a million times, it's not worth it. You know, either because I'm not very hungry or it's not very good. It's not great. It's not excellent. It's just kind of meh. Happens a lot with meh things. Yeah, like like bread at the restaurant. Meh. You know, if they bring out bread, so there's some places. A nice homemade focaccia and you're happy with it. And other places it's, it's just like it's, it's just like dry, it's, maybe stale and it's not special. It's not special. So what is the improvement that you want to make? What is the ideal relationship that you want to have with alcohol? And then begin to practice that. It doesn't mean that you're not gonna still have nights where you're like, totally said I was gonna have one, had three. That is going to happen. But if more often than not, you're practicing the improvement, maybe the improvement that you want is that like you drink four nights a week instead of every night or you drink one beer and stop there instead of three. I know for me, didn't take me long to learn this, but took me long to follow through on the decision. Like one, one and a half drinks, that's my max, right? Like I don't, I don't enjoy it as much after that. I'm not present for it as much after that. And, and I can still feel good. I can still feel good about my choices. I can still feel good about the indulgence. I can still feel good the next day. So those are some things that I would consider there. Yeah. I think we got a couple more. We do. Couple more There's questions. two more here. Seven, how do I lose weight using my thoughts? I love this because I think some people think that it's like some Jedi mind trick that like, wait, you focus on this through mindset. So how do I use my thoughts to like burn more fat? It's not exactly like that. Here's the simple answer. Every decision that you make is powered by how you think. So when you decide to go for that second or that third drink, when you said you were only going to have one, those decisions come by way of your thoughts oh, this one thing won't hurt. Oh, I'll do better tomorrow. So when we upgrade our thoughts, when we think a little bit more clearly, you know what? I know that I feel better in the morning when I've only had one and I can have another one tomorrow. It's not like I have to act as though this is the last opportunity I'm ever going to have to drink beer. I can have another one tomorrow. I really want to practice this behavior of having one, enjoying it, being fully present for it, not mindlessly drinking it while I'm watching some movie and then it's gone and I feel like I missed out on it. I'm going to practice that tonight. When you think differently, you make different choices. So that's how the way that you think can contribute to weight loss. But the reality is it's happening already now. It's the way you think that's contributing to inconsistency. It's the way you think that's contributing to weight gain. It's the way you think that's contributing to excuses, all of the above. So what I really try to do with my clients is help them get in the practice of becoming a better thinker. And then we make better choices. Hmm. Hmm. Final question. Final question. How do you balance the desire to reach your goals with your desire to enjoy life as it is and be grateful for everything you currently have? I love this question so much and I could talk about this for like hours and hours and hours, but I won't. But here's the deal. Sometimes people think that if you want to change, 
that exists with a lack of appreciation for what you have, right? So if you want to get out of debt, then you don't appreciate your finances as they are right now. Or if you want to lose weight, you don't appreciate your body as it is right now. Or if you want to be more fit, then you don't appreciate your physical capabilities as they are right now. And I don't think it's that. You know, a lot of times we think of things in terms of it's either or. Either I want to change or I accept myself as the way I am. But the truth is, it's almost always both, right? So we talked about this um, in, the, uh, in the episode a couple weeks ago when we announced that I'm pregnant again. And coming into this pregnancy significantly heavier than I was when I got pregnant with Dagny, um, it's not either I appreciate my body now and I appreciate that it's growing a life or I want to change. It's both. It's both. I very much appreciate the fact that I have two arms and two legs, the fact that I can work out, that I can walk, that I feel good. And also, I want to lose weight, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's it's both. I am super grateful for the strength that I have, for the things that I can do. I think I'm stronger than the average female my age and... I want to be stronger. She's pretty strong. These things go together. It's like I am appreciative of our relationship, mine and Chris's, and our differences, and I also want it to be better. Right. You know, it doesn't – because I want our relationship to be better does not mean that I don't appreciate him or myself or us or the things that we have. It's both. And I think this is – this goes back to the previous question in terms of thoughts or two questions ago in terms of thoughts, when, when you upgrade your, th- your thinking, you realize, oh, there's, there's totally room for both. It's like if I decided that we wanted to move. It doesn't mean that I don't appreciate this house or that I don't love this house. It's I love this house. I appreciate this house. And I want to see what else is out there. I want to see what else we could do. I want to see what other opportunities there are. It's always both. That's entirely a perspective thing. Yeah. It's entirely a perspective Gotta thing. Gotta see that 80-acre farm where we can get the alpacas. I hear you. No alpacas. No alpacas. Alpacas. This is like a daily discussion here, folks. As I stare across at this dusty, <laughs> red-colored man sitting across from me, it's super weird. Anyway, let's give away that uh, fat co. Yes, we've got a winner. Who is the winner? At Bridget Iguara. And that's Wait. at B-R-I-D-G-E-T-E-S-G-U-E-R-R-A. What do you think the E-S is in the middle? That's part of the last name. Iguara. Oh, okay. I hope I'm saying that right. If I am not saying it right, please <laughs> spell it phonetically. Yeah. Uh, all you got to do is and email correct me, please. <laughs> Christopher. Email Christopher at primalpotential.com. Let them know you're the winner of 831 and let them know your mailing address and we will get you the Fat Coat Lip Moisturizer. Guys, if you want good stocking stuffers, if you want to be like the cool gift giver, I'm telling you right now, fatco.com, if you use the coupon code PRIMAL, P-R-I-M-A-L, all caps, you save 10% and you'll thank me. I don't just use their lip moisturizer though. I use their oil cleanser and their miraculous moisturizer. But anyway lip moisturizer 
It's that's good. that's what the winner's going to get. That is what the winner's going to get today. All right, everybody, thank you so much for your questions. I hope you have an amazing day, and we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.